um, Rebecca Davis has been living and working in Pretoria for a while, and it's lovely to have her back in Cape Town. A very good afternoon. Yep. Thank you, John. You've um, been spending quite a lot of time covering... Good old Zondo Commission. Good old Zondo Commission. I'm starting to think it might never end. I mean, I'm not just saying that as a figure of speech. Like, it, it might be the year 2050, and there'll still be people lodging affidavits with that commission and demanding <laughs> to have their right to speak. The list just grows and grows. I <laughs> but there have been some memorable things said in front of DCJ Zondo. That's right. And I thought in the spirit of the year winding down... Winding down like a state-owned airline, I thought maybe we should review some of the memorable statements from the Commission this year. I've excluded, for the benefit of this discussion, the obvious candidates. There's no Zuma and there's no Agrizi, for instance. We're going for the more subtle hits. Okay. I've got a list of nine because BuzzFeed says the most successful lists always have an odd number, and I couldn't really be bothered to find a tenth. <laughs> um, all right, let us start with a recent one, I think. I love this, John. Fanach Longwane, the man fingered by most as being front and center of the arms deal, a billionaire who's kind of universally reputed to be shady in ways that probably haven't even come to light who Mkabisi Jonas says was present in the meeting where the Guptas offered him 600 million rand. And his takeaway from everything that has happened to him involving this is, I trust people too easily. <laughs> Honestly, a tear almost sprang to my eye when he it's, said that. It's <laughs> almost <laughs> as touching as Prince Andrew's. Yeah, right, I stuck with Jeffrey Epstein honorable. because too honorable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on a similar note, I loved Richard Beloy, the former minister, also before Zondo this week, who said that if he indeed had signed off on the illegal transfer of Timber Maseko from GCIS, which he did, there's no doubt about it, he said, I would be disappointed with myself. I will be shocked by my own actions. <laughs> Well, you should be shocked because it definitely happened, Richard. But I, I just loved it that, that um, no, 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 there, there, there was definitely a cabinet memo. We have subpoenaed all the cabinet all memos right, and there's nothing. Oh, well, it must be somewhere else then. Well, we've looked at all the paperwork. No, there must be a bit of paper yep. somewhere because I would never invent a bit of paper. No, never. I'd be so shocked. <laughs> I enjoyed the former Labour Minister Mildred Oliphant's response to the question of whether she was at a particular cabinet meeting. She replied, it's either I was there or not. <laughs> I mean, isn't that so true of many existential questions? It's either I was there or not. On a similar note, Duduzana Zuma, who said, when you see me walking around, that's not me. He meant, to be fair, his reputation of corruption, I think. But I love that also because they're these kind of half-truths in terms of whether people were somewhere or weren't somewhere. Maite Nkwana Mashabane, she took a different approach in her stint at Zondo, the former Durko minister. She came out guns blazing and said that the time she, she was wasting at the Zondo commission, quote, I don't know when I get out of here how many women will have been slaughtered, suggesting or implying that there was somehow a direct link between the murder of women and the proceedings of the Zondo commission, which is quite a rhetorical feat. Um, yeah, I mean, there's this notion that I need to be out in society to save women. That's right. What yeah. are you doing, Maite? Going door to door with a taser, you know? Bruce Kolowane, the Waterkloof fall guy, who said that the reason he couldn't remember anything about that time was the refusal of the memory bank to deal with these realities because they do not bring anything but pain. I mean, I do feel for you, Bruce, but you are a state witness, you know? Um in light of uh, what's happening with SAA, the 
I think, immortal testimony of Pumeza Nazi, the former SAA CEO earlier this year, that Dudu Mjani wanted somebody to be employed. She wanted Nazi to hire someone because the guy had been struggling and upon praying had seen a vision of Dudu Mjani. <laughs> that tells you everything. I've had visions of Dudu Mjani, but uh, not yeah. after prayer. And then two final ones, this subtweet from the Reverend Frank Chicana, whose testimony was really quite fascinating. He said, not everybody who was in the struggle was really about justice. I really like that one. And then my all-time favorite, I think, Claudi Motsening, of course, Claudi, who, unlike all these other witnesses who've come to Zondo and kind of wriggled and evaded and said they didn't know the Guptas, who the Guptas, Claudi said he couldn't even count the number of times he had met the Guptas and, quote, I ate the curry and I enjoyed it. <laughs> You've got to kind of admire at least that honesty. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Um, an interesting proposal out of uh, New York. New York is going to ban potentially till receipts, uh, not because they're worried about paper, but because they're worried about the chemical in which most or all cash register slips are coated, which is called bisphenol A or BPA, which apparently has been linked to breast cancer and brain damage. Really? Well, there's conflicting reports. One Danish study found that actually it was reasonably safe. Be that as it may, New York is now saying to get rid of this, they're going to present shoppers with emailed receipts instead, which actually happens a lot in the States already. And I find that almost equally offensive because who wants to give their email address to somebody in a, in a shop? Mm. But, John, how wonderful would it be if we could get rid of... This yards of paper that you are given every time you buy the smallest thing at a shop in this country. Surely it should be optional whether or not you wish to receive a paper receipt. It is one of my pet peeves of life. I mean, do you do you object to receiving paper receipts wherever you go? I discard them in the first receptacle I see after leaving the shop. But I, the, the, I, I often... Not often. I sometimes remember to say I don't want the bit of paper, but that doesn't stop them printing it. Correct. So it's either I throw it away or they throw it away. It gets printed, come what may. Correct. And I understand some shops. Mr. Price ask you, according to Nicola. Really, oh, Nicola? They, 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 they say, would you like? Right. Or, or they will email it to you. But you ah, see, it's see, also a cunning it plot for them to get your email address so they can then spam you with. They have your email marketing. address, Nicola. They have your email address. Mr. Price has my email address. Of course they do, Rebecca. How? They have everybody's Probably email they address. do. Anyway, point is, I'm sure lots of shops want to give receipts because it's the only way of having a uh, record that the cashier has rung up. But if anyone can think of a better way to do this, then, you know, there's some stand-up commenters that's get about buying a donut and getting a receipt. Why do you need that receipt? We have to end this till-slip madness. Even if you are the most anal, you know, financial planner in the world, surely you do not need a till-slip for gum. I challenge you, Kid Talk listeners. <laughs> Mm. Uh, and until um, until your Thursday morning email, to which I look forward mightily, mm. I had not heard of the Mister Men books. Excuse I know, me? yeah, they are. You have raised children, have you not, John? I have, but I raised them on Thomas Hardy and Franz Kafka. That is, I didn't really. Wow. I raised them on Doctor Seuss. And, you sound like a right little Mister Clever, which is a character in the Mister Men series by Roger Hargreaves, which normal people are quite familiar with. I think it is a series of books. There's Mister Men and there's Little Miss, and the Mister Men are named after various personality attributes, such as Mister Nosy, Mister Grumpy, Mister etc. And there is a character called Mister Clever, 
Mr. Clever has attracted opprobrium in recent days because it has been suggested that he is a mansplainer. Because there is one particular book in which Little Miss Curious is asking Mr. Clever questions and Mr. Clever responds with sort of exhaustion, weariness to her stupid questions. So the suggestion now is that Mr. Clever is a mansplainer who should be banned from the canon. To which I would say, John, that the moral of Mr. Clever, which you won't be familiar with, but if you go back to the source material, is clearly that there are the dan- danger of cleverness is that you isolate yourself increasingly. I'm sure you know about this, John. Socially, until, you know, you, your life just becomes, it's just you in this little elite intellectual tower and then the peasants below you and you're not happy. <laughs> I'm not asking you to comment on that, but that is yes, actually, I, was, I was just wondering. That is actually the moral of Mr. Clever. So I would suggest that Mr. Clever, though he may well be a mansplainer, also has a very clear moral comeuppance of his own. Final point, John. There's also Little Miss Brainy and Little Miss Brilliant to balance Mr. Clever, who are quite splainy of their own. But if there is any character in the Mr. Men series who we should be turning the lens of woke culture upon, it is surely Mr. Tickle. A, ma- a car- creature whose only function in life is to go around groping every living thing he sees. Well, Let- tickling's not groping, is it? It's groping. <laughs> thank you. Thank George you so muttered much. it's groping. George says it's groping, and I agree. There is nothing more irritating than an unwanted tickle, and I think we should start. We should start by cancelling Mr. Tickle. I thank you. Okay. There is a voice note on receipts. Before you play that, George, uh, Vanessa said you've absolutely made her day, Rebecca. And somebody uh, said that in the Netherlands recently was asked every time bought something, do you want a receipt? So.